All right, welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. We'll call it the Thanksgiving version. I am your co-host, Carrie Borkowski. I am on my own this week as Brianne is busy preparing that Thanksgiving feast with her family. So I thought we would go solo this week. Um, I have to say, can't believe it's Thanksgiving week. Can't believe it's been, what, 10 months now that we've been in this pandemic. I do think as difficult as it has been, Maybe we have some good news on the horizon with a couple of vaccines coming our way. Probably not soon enough, but at least they're there. So I'm grateful for that around this holiday. I will say, though, I feel like I'm digging deep this this season to be grateful for things because this pandemic has been hard on all of us for so many reasons. In addition to the pandemic, we certainly had a few moments of uncertainty with the election. It still isn't settled, but I think it's looking looking more settled as we move forward. Of course, the racial injustice that we knew existed prior to the death of George George Floyd and others, and yet it's really come to a head this summer and this fall, and so we're still grappling with that, and I'm trying to be hopeful that things will get better. I know in our small town in Massachusetts, we're doing the community, and lots of us are doing the good work um, needed to move us in that right direction, so I'm also grateful for that. I will say that for me, November is a tricky month. Um, As many of you know, if you've been a listener from the beginning, and if you have, thank you. November is a tricky month for me uh, because I can't, and again, it's hard to believe we're hitting these milestones, but a year ago on November 24th, 2019, this world and our family lost an amazing woman, um, Sarah Eileen Downey. She left this world on the afternoon of the day before Thanksgiving last year. And so I'm pausing and being grateful for the, the you know, so many years that I had with her and that we got to share her in our family and with our friends and, and with just anybody that touched her, her life. And so I thought it was totally appropriate and, I don't know, for me maybe healing a bit to dedicate this podcast episode to her to remind folks who if you haven't been listening or maybe you're a new listener this fall why I started this podcast it really comes out of my relationship with her and her relationship with all of us and almost anybody that she touched and she honestly used to say tell me this Carrie and I can hear her voice and those words as if it were yesterday and it was really her signal of Let's slow down. Let's lean back in that that comfy chair and tell me a story. Tell me what you've been up to. And for me, being out of state, it was often, you know, catching up on a visit or hearing now about our kids and her great grandkids. And she was just always genuinely interested in all of us. And like any family, we have diverse interests, diverse backgrounds, different kinds of stories. And my grandmother never claimed to be an expert. And she always had lots of questions. And so her her phrase of tell me this or tell me something was just her way of seeing us and listening to us and paying attention to us and and being excited and and happy to just be in that moment in that conversation. And so I really had always wanted to start a podcast and felt like, you know, after she died and after I had a, a little bit of time to mourn and reflect I just thought it made sense to have a podcast that honored her and continued the work, 
the listening and the being interested and caring and trying really hard to create a community of belonging because she may not have used a word like that, but that's definitely what she was doing. She was cultivating belonging with and among our family, our friends, neighbors, really no one was ever a stranger to her. She really did try hard even to, you know, some criticism that she received she tried really hard to see everybody. And so, as I've said in, in past podcasts, she really was one of my first teachers and was such a great model for me in thinking about cultivating community and a sense of belonging. So so I thought in this episode, we'd play the theme song that uh, makes me really think of her. And I also wanted to read the message that I shared at her funeral Um, as a way to honor her memory this year. Um, It's been to mark the one-year anniversary of her passing. So coming up will be the message that I shared with my family and our our family and our friends, and then um, we'll wrap perhaps with a little bit of the the theme song that um, was created for this podcast. So thanks for sticking around. This is the Thanksgiving edition of Tell Me This, and I'll be right back. Slow down gravity, you're so sincere Under the glaciers of your last year Sunday searching for melodies Puddling around in mountains streams the galaxies we hear the colors we've endeared slow down I can see you're so sincere Your co-host, Carrie Borkowski, soloing it for our Thanksgiving mini-sode. Brienne is busy with her family. I am sure they are building a grand feast for this, this holiday season. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody who's out there listening. If you haven't had a chance to hear the, the podcast before, please make sure you go back to season one. It was around well, maybe a month later that we actually started this podcast. And so if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I urge you to go back and take a listen. When you hear that first episode, you'll understand why this Thanksgiving episode is near and dear to my heart and really important because we all lost an amazing woman. I cannot believe it's been a year. Sarah Eileen Downey passed to the day before Thanksgiving in 2019. And so as a way to reflect to be grateful, I thought it, I thought I would share with everybody the message that I shared at her service. And so if you would indulge me, I'll go ahead and share that with you. I should say that while these are mostly my words, my family members offered their own words, phrases, and thoughts that I've tried to incorporate throughout this message. Eileen, Eileeny, Mom, Mother, Grandmom, Granny, Gran, Grandma Sarah, and Aunt Eileen were many of the names for Sarah Eileen Downey. 
She was born on Wednesday, October 31st, 1923, during the Roaring Twenties, just three years into Prohibition, six years before the start of the Great Depression, to Sarah and Edwin Vance. Three years before Grandmom was born, the U.S. passed the 19th Amendment, giving women the right to vote, and the August before she was born, Time Magazine published its first issue. Calvin Coolidge had been sworn in as president, and seven days before Grandmom was born, the Walt Disney Company was founded. Portable radios were just being developed in the U.S., and the first domestic refrigerator was sold in Sweden. Oh yes, and in December of the same year, Bob Barker of The Price is Right, Grandmom was a big fan, was born in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Disney's Alice in Wonderland was a hint. Twelve minutes long, and Walt's first attempt at animation. Many years later, Grandmom would marry her sweetheart, Robert James Downey, affectionately known as Bobby, and they would start a family several years after Bobby returned from the war. Grandmom's family included her four kids, ten grandkids, sixteen great-grandkids, and countless others whom she had touched over her 96 years on this earth. When I considered what I might say about this sweet, kind, and generous woman, I'll be honest— I was at a loss for words, and for anyone who knows the Downey family, that's saying a lot. What it actually meant is that I really did not know where to start. Grandmom has meant the world to so many people and really stands as one of my favorite human beings, so it was hard to settle on just one theme to share. With that said, I finally settled on the following and hope that she is somewhere sitting with Pop-Pop, enjoying a crawler and coffee, and listening proudly. Grandmom and Pop-Pop were proud but modest people, and so I do not think that Grandmom would have said this about herself, but to me, and I imagine others, Grandmom was a great teacher, a mentor, advisor, and guide. In our family, teaching, helping, caring for, and serving and guiding others seems to be in our DNA, and while I had never quite articulated it, I'm convinced now that it is due in large part to Eileen Downey. Grandmom was an early example of a great teacher who offered a variety of lessons and tips through her storytelling, practice, and just by example. As I recounted some of the lessons that I could remember, they fell into two categories, a beginner's guide and advanced lessons. At an early age, Grandmom laid the groundwork for our skills as emergent readers with our exposure to vocabulary. For example, I knew very early that the thing in the kitchen where you turn on the faucet and clean the dishes was a zinc. And when we needed a light bulb or anything hardware-like, we visited the Home Depot. To reinforce our new vocabulary and practice our spelling skills, we also enjoyed watching The Wheel of Fortune. We also did some math with Grandmom. We certainly spent time baking with her, measuring the flour and sugar, adding up the chocolate squares, and estimating a pinch of cinnamon. The math lesson I really remember always happened when we played cards. We actually learned that counting down from three was three, two, one charity, not zero, because even after you lost that final quarter, dime, or nickel, she would remind us that we had one more try. In addition to baking cookies, Grandmom engaged in other home economics types lessons that included art and chemistry of a good bacon sandwich on white bread with just a touch of mayo, which really brought out the essence of the bacon, of course. The importance of pairing your morning coffee with a delicious coffee cake or some of their delicious sweet treat. We spent some time on music and and science lessons. Growing up and even as adults, we learned that everything is better with just a bit of music. Humming and singing were just a part of our daily routine. 
As for science, well, I learned the magic of warming up a winter coat in the dryer and how that significantly increased outside playtime. We also informally calculated the peanut-to-squirrel ratio, and when done correctly, it resulted in squirrels visiting the porch, but not squirrels invading the house. We also learned the value of failed experimenting when a few squirrels actually got into her family room. And of course, one final beginner lesson, recess. Lots of fun and games. Every lesson that Grandma taught and shared came with a whole lot of fun. Floating lawn chairs and swimming in the creek, catching crabs belly down on the pier, picnic lunches on the boat, riding waves at Ocean City, visiting the rides at Trimpers, and enjoying SeaWorld, playing golf at Good Sam's, and countless other adventures. Grandma at her core was a teacher. Learning was in the air and in our bones, and as I got older, these lessons became, well, more advanced. As we got older, we were introduced to lessons on finance, like the art of frugality, learning how even when you got a new golf towel or a golf ball for a gift, you should keep an old towel and other balls handy so as not to mess up the new ones. She also introduced and reviewed the importance of spending a little, saving a little, and giving a little. This was a big one for me and one that I regularly share with my own kids. I would say as a side, I think Grandmom and Pop-Pop did spend very little, saved a lot, and gave even more. So her precision may have been off, but the lesson is on point. Finally, we've had a course in philosophy with Grandmom, being a lifelong learner and not being afraid to start something new. She started golf at 70, learned to email and use a computer, Always loved receiving email from Grandma when she was in Florida for the winter, reminding us to do what makes you happy, not what is safe. And old favorites, don't sweat the small stuff. I'll always remember worrying about Colby wanting a bottle for longer than a tip is typical. And Grandma told me, she turned to me once and said that when Colby graduates from high school, no one will care when he gave up a bottle. No one will even know. So try not to worry. Finally, she taught us that the way to approach meals is to eat a dessert, or a little piece of chocolate before dinner so that you always have room for a sweet. I'm fairly certain that everyone here could recount a lesson or two that Grandma has shared. Together, these strategies on vocabulary, music, the warmth of a winter coat fresh out of the dryer, the joy in play, spending, sharing, and giving, and we cannot forget eating a healthy helping of dessert before dinner. But what might be missing from the words on the pages of, of these lessons? If you did not know Grandmom, it may not be evident from the curriculum we, we could craft. To be honest, I still struggle to articulate the it that I'm alluding to, but I'll try. The research and our experiences as students tell us that good teachers are subject matter experts, understand the science of how people learn, and can execute those lessons through effective strategies. Now saying this, I must confess, I taught for almost 15 years before I had any training in education. No courses on how students learn or effective instructional strategies. I even joked that I taught from a sort of gut instinct, and when I failed miserably, which happens a lot, my parents let my, pa my, parents, my students let me know, and I changed my approach. What I've come to realize very recently is that perhaps my gut was really a reflection of my interactions and time spent with my grandmother. Expertise certainly matters. She had a lot of it, but what Grandmom also reminds us of is that no significant learning happens without a significant relationship. I may not be able to remember every conversation or every lesson that Grandmom has shared with me, but what I will always remember and keep in my heart is the joyful feeling I had when I was in her presence and long after our visit ended. 
Grandma was full of life and emoted a sense of joy and love that made you feel welcome, part of the family, accepted, and cared for, like you belonged. Belonging is the idea that individuals in a community feel that they matter, that they are valued, not assimilating or fitting in, but really being valued and honored for our individual differences. Brene Brown reminds us that human beings are wired for connection, and these connections help prepare us for our journey and to stand on our own with confidence. Grandmom understood this long before Dr. Brown and others started writing on this. No one was a stranger to Grandmom, and I will always remember her greeting new people and saying things like, glad to know you, or good to meet you, immediately connecting with and making the person feel valued. I've spent a little time collecting data and writing about belonging, and I've realized over the last 10 days that the data has been in front of me this whole time. Grandmom could have written the how-to book on cultivating belonging and creating inclusivity. Now, please don't misunderstand me. We disagreed. We did not always see eye to eye. Belonging and feeling valued is not agreement, but respectfully listening and seeing the individual for their uniqueness. Those joyful feelings I have had in my bones when I was with Grandmom, I believe, were because she could see me and each of you. She listened closely, asked questions for deep understanding, found a piece of joy in everything, and was proud of each of us just for about everything we did. No accomplishment was ever too small. Grandmom and Pop-Pop in many ways were ahead of their time. Born in the Roaring Twenties just after women earned the right to vote, prior to the Civil Rights Act, and well before educators were talking about inclusive classrooms and the positive effects of belonging on student learning. Grandmom knew how to live how to be with people, how to listen, empathize, express joy and gratitude, and honor the contributions of every individual. I have always said that I'm a teacher at heart, and now I understand and can publicly thank Grandmom for much of this. Sure, I've had some training, my parents who instilled a love of learning, but at the end of the day, I'm a good teacher, and many in our family are good teachers, nurses, chefs, analysts, and many other professionals because Grandmom showed us how to be together and how to engage with kindness and humility. When I was teaching from my gut instinct, I think now that I was able to honor even just a little part of Eileen Downey, a grandmother who saw me for me and loved each and every one that she met for who we are and what we contributed to this world. And for that, I will be forever grateful. I will leave you with one final quote and thought. I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So I would like to ask that each of us here remember the joy we felt in our bellies and our bones the last time we were with Grandmom, and I urge each of us to take that piece of joy, and as Grandmom always reminded us to save a little, spend a little, and give a little. This is how we honor Grandmom's life and legacy. I'll be right back. So
Kowalski. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Tell Me This. This is the Thanksgiving edition. Uh, thanks for sticking around and listening to the message I shared with my family and our friends the, at my grandmother's service, uh, Sarah Eileen Downey, who can't believe it. She passed away a year ago, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, I just think it's appropriate at Thanksgiving that even during a pandemic and some of the most difficult times we have seen in our country and around the world, that we dig deep and look for those little things or those little memories and moments that bring us peace and grat- feelings of gratitude and love for each other. So I just wanted to share that with you because I am sad and hurting this November, this Thanksgiving, and at the same time, feeling incredibly grateful for my family, my friends, my colleagues, my students, and for my grandmother. She's no longer here, and I miss her every day, and yet she finds a way to show up in my life on a daily basis through this podcast, through my teaching, just walking in the world, a song, a memory. Um, She's never too far from me, and she's always in my heart. And so, you know, I... I just honestly do believe that the work I've done as a teacher and the work that I will continue to do, um, I hope it reflects the way she lived her life and the way she wanted us to live her life. And, and I do take that message, this idea of save a little, spend a little, give a little, it was really how she and my grandfather lived their lives. And so I've tried in a, in a different way to apply it to the work, to, you know, save a little for yourself, that that self-care, that kindness, that peace, spend a little, right? Spend a little and give a little. And so I hope that at this Thanksgiving holiday and in the coming holiday season, that you're able to find some peace, some grace for yourself, some kindness, and that even if you can't be with everyone that you're usually with at the holiday season, that you find new and different ways to connect and then also to connect with the people who are in your immediate immediate, I don't know, vicinity. So, all right. So I'm going to end it there and wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. And I think we will have maybe one or two more episodes before the new year. And so we will be back in your podcast feed after the holiday break, after the Thanksgiving break. Thanks so much for listening. I am grateful for each and every one of you who listens, even if it's just for a few minutes or even one episode. Thank you for spending the time and to everyone out there who's, I don't know, who's been in my world. Please know that I appreciate you and look forward to seeing what's coming in 2021. All right, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. This is Tell Me This, and I am your co-host, Carrie Borkowski.